Hey friend, and welcome to Presence and Purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know it seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you find your people online, build a client-attracting brand, and grow a wildly successful business that's aligned with who you are and God's purpose for your life. It's time to stop looking around at what everyone else is doing and start fully embracing the unique calling and message that's been placed inside of you. Join me in conversations around personal branding, faith, marketing, messaging, and so much more to help you confidently show up for the people you're called to serve. All right. Hey, so today I am talking with Kristen Duranchi. Welcome. I'm so glad to have you here and talk to you. Super excited. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So we are going to be diving into CEO and mindset today, um, CEO mindset and how to really think like a boss, basically. Um, So I'm super excited to dive into this topic with you. Um, Before we do that, I would love um, to have you just share a little bit about your journey. So how did you get to this, this place of where you are now and starting your business? Yes, I would love to, and I will try to keep it short, (laughs) but I was kind of bit by the entrepreneurial bug about 10 years ago when I joined a network marketing company, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. People are actually having fun. They're lifting each other up, and women are just coming together to earn extra income so they can eventually either leave their nine-to-five or just have more money if they're a stay-at-home mom to feel like they're providing for the family or to do more fun things. And I didn't even really, really realize this world existed. So... I was like, this is super exciting. Um, About five, six years ago, I stepped away from my network marketing company. And about two and a half years ago, I just started getting really depressed, really just down on myself. And honestly, I don't know if any of the listeners can relate, but just not even knowing who I was anymore. I work in nine to five. I come home. I'm an, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and I just lost who I was. And my faith was kind of just fading away because I was thinking, is this all there is? And through personal development and spending time with the Lord, I just realized that I am at a job that drains me because it doesn't align who with who God created me to be. I love to see the transformation in women. And that's one thing that I learned through my network marketing company. I loved rising up leaders and seeing the transformation of women stepping into their own God-given calling. So I just kind of took a step back and I was like, I don't want to be at my job until I retire with a pension that may or may not be there. So I just kind of started dabbling into this online world of entrepreneurship. And here I am today just pouring into other women 
who like me are at a nine to five that is draining them because it doesn't align with who God created them to be. And I help them extract their God-given genius zone, what they're good at, what they love and life experiences so they can create their own powerful online business to serve who they're meant to serve, make that income and impact their craving and eventually leave their nine to five. Mm-hmm. I love hearing your story and I, I can totally relate to um, that feeling of kind of like, is this all there is? Like, wait a minute. Cause for me, I was sharing before we hit record that I never really, I never truly worked in a corporate, um, environment and I was definitely headed in that direction. I was getting my degree to become, I really wanted to be a holistic dietitian. And so I was getting my, um, my first of what, what would have been many degrees. And I was kind of at this point of, staring down like I still had, you know, six years of schooling left if I was going to do that, just kind of being like, wait, I don't know if this is really what I want. And I know for me, um, and for so many women that I've talked to, it's it's realizing that there's been a disconnect of, wait a minute, God's created me for something, and I wasn't really consulting him. I was just kind of like, you know, doing what we're supposed to be doing. And there's so much um, programming really that, you know, as we grow up and this is just what we do and this is, you know, how life works and you go to school and you get a degree and you find a nice stable job. And, and that's just what so many people do because it's just, um, I mean, it's the path of least resistance really is why we go that route. Um, And of course there's nothing wrong with, being in a stable career, right? And so many, so many people really are living out, um, you know, using their God-given gifts and thriving in that role. But that's the key there is when you know that you're not thriving and you, when you feel like God's calling you out and, and asking you to do something on your own, um, that's when obviously we need to be obedient in doing that. Um, so with that being said, I know you are big on, you know, becoming your own CEO and, really looking at, um, the mindset shifts that need to be, um, that need to happen in order to be able to do that. Right. Because like I said, um, getting a job, you know, going down that, um, nine to five route is the path of least resistance. And there is a lot of resistance with, um, starting your own business and just all that goes into that. It's really exciting. And then you jump in and then there's just like, you're just getting hit with all these, these doubts and insecurities and all these, um, mindset blocks really. Um, so I would love, I know you've got a couple of mindset shifts to share with the listeners. Um, and I would love like kind of, as you dive into that for you to just kind of cover, like what is employee mindset? What is CEO mindset exactly? Yeah, for sure. Yes. Because what most of us entrepreneurs don't know, or I should say don't realize, like you kind of touched base on it in the beginning, is that what we learned in school really does automatically set us up for having an employee mindset. And I'll kind of dive into that as we go along. But when I say the term entrepreneur, I'm referring to us all, the brick and mortar business owners, online business owners, and those of you that are just starting to take your idea and create something amazing from that. And even those of you that may be listening that are in direct sales or a network marketing company. 
you are all entrepreneurs. You're all creating your own business. So it's important that you realize you need to move away from that employee mindset and step into the mindset of a CEO or a entrepreneur because entrepreneurship is not only a great way to make income and impact, but it's the vessel for self-transformation. And I'll give you a few examples of successful entrepreneurs like Dean Graziosi, Amy Porterfield, Thomas Edison, and Henry Ford, just to name a few. And I don't have to tell you that those entrepreneurial greats that have come before you and me changed the world because they first saw the world in a different way. Their unique perspectives, their beliefs, and thinking about things allowed them to see what others couldn't and do what others wouldn't. So, and I get really kind of, I'm passionate about this because whether we like to admit it or not, we have been indoctrinated into a certain way of thinking and acting from a very young age. Like you mentioned too, in the school system, we're told from day one that the path to success is hard work, right? Work hard do your homework, do what you're told, and then you'll graduate and get a good job. So work hard has always been ingrained in us. And it literally kind of becomes our strategy for proving our worth to the world. So there's an example of an employee mindset right there. If I work harder, I'll be more worthy and deserving. And first of all, as Christians and faith-filled women, we know that our worth comes from our creator. So it's a mindset shift that needs to happen because we're already worthy and working hard has nothing to do with our success. It's working smarter and then shifting your mindset from the employee mindset to a entrepreneurial mindset. And then again, in school, we're taught to ask for permission, raise your hand, wait your turn, you know, only go to the bathroom when you're allowed to, but in the world of entrepreneurship, our job is to literally create what has never been done before us. So we, the permission will never be granted to you. You have to give yourself permission to do that. And then um, another thing about this world of entrepreneurship is that in school, we're kind of taught that our intellect and our, our intellect is valued above all because in classes, um, they only really grade us on how smart we are and if we answer the questions correctly. But success as an entrepreneur is not only is not reserved just for the smartest people. I know you probably know, like I do, a lot of successful personal brands, podcast hosts, and best-selling authors who are C students at the best. And Dean Graziosi never graduated and had dyslexia, and he's a multi-million-dollar entrepreneur who's adding value to people. So yes, shifting your mindset from the employee mindset to the CEO entrepreneurial mindset is super important. And I do have three shifts that you need to make as you step into the role of an entrepreneur. So as we go through these, I just want you to think of what one or what way you lean towards most. Do you lean towards more of the employee mindset or the entrepreneurial mindset? Because there's no judgment here and we all need to work on our entrepreneurial mindset 
me included, but I just want you to start getting more aware. So Natalie, do you just want me to kind of walk through those three mindset shifts? Yeah, go for it. Okay. And there's more than just three. I mean, we could definitely be here all day talking about them, but the first employee versus entrepreneurial mindset shift that needs to happen is employees tend to be threatened by successful people and entrepreneurs are inspired by successful people. So if you are in the corporate world or you have been an employee, you can probably kind of relate to this because employees and most of us, including myself, I work at a nine to five and I saw this trait in myself that we're just trying to climb the ladder of success. We're striving for the next promotion or the next raise and we tend to be in competition with our coworkers or we're worried and threatened by our coworkers who know more than us, who are more successful than us. I mean, after all, they might take our job, right? (laughs) You know, so entrepreneurs, on the other hand, they're inspired by successful people. And entrepreneurs know that it's crucial to surround yourself with the right people, people who are winning, people who are doing that thing you want to do and who are where you want to be, and people that challenge you to grow and push you outside of your comfort zone. Whereas an employee, they like to be comfortable. They like what's familiar. They like to know what to do. They are told what to do and what they need to accomplish in order to get their paycheck. So you see, it requires a different mindset and most of the time, it's, it's very counterintuitive to what we've been taught or even our learned behavior because entrepreneurs know that being around people, doing the things they want to do that are where they want to be is going to help them grow and evolve faster in the direction of their dreams. Whereas an employee mindset, they're always competing against each other. They're trying to get ahead of each other and get to the next ring on that ladder quicker so they can move up the corporate ladder faster and get that promotion. And in entrepreneurship, people want others to be successful. We have an abundant mindset. There is unlimited success in an abundant amount amount of wealth for everyone. And that's a mindset shift that needs to happen too, versus the employee who just has their one job position they're trying to keep or climb that corporate ladder. Yes. Oh my gosh. That makes so much sense. Like obviously when you're in that mindset of I'm climbing the ladder or I'm just trying to maintain my position and like, if anyone comes, I'm going to like bump you out of the way. I'm going to make sure, you know, and I totally, um, I've never made that connection, but I totally struggled with that feeling of competition when I was starting my business, like especially that very first year, I remember really getting stuck in that like super just like jealous of people as if they were like taking clients from me. It's like, those aren't my clients. You know, that, that, um, that those are their, their people, their success. Um, and I, I know that that was a huge mindset shift for me. Um, when I stopped letting myself get stuck there and yeah, thinking about essentially like, how do you respond to successful people? Are you threatened or are you inspired and you're like, wow, they have all the success. I could totally do that too. Right. Yes. It's a mindset shift that needs to take place. And 
like you said, even if you weren't in a corporate field or you didn't work a nine to five, it's still been ingrained in us through, mm-hmm. through our, our parents, you know, the world, education. So definitely a shift that needs to take place. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. So mindset shift number two, employees need to think before they act or start something and entrepreneurs just start. So in the corporate world, the employee needs to think before they act because, or they feel they should think before they act because if they act and they make a mistake, most of the time they're going to be reprimanded or they're going to receive some type of a negative consequence most of the time. So employees are slow to make a decision in the corporate world and they need to make calculated decisions so they don't make a mistake or fail. And then on the other side, an entrepreneur is is the total opposite or we need to strive to be the total opposite. We have to do first and then think. And I'll kind of explain that a little bit. So we know that things don't become clear just by thinking about them. The path and what we need to do only becomes clear when we start taking action. So clarity comes with taking action. We just can't sit there and think about it. So you need to start taking action and then you'll know what is required of you to do along the path and what you need to tweak. And entrepreneurs aren't afraid of failing or making mistakes like the employee maybe, because we know that we learn from our mistakes, we learn from our failures, and they're just stepping stones to success. Because we know we can't have success without failure. We live in a dualistic world. You can't have up without down or cold without warm. So you can't have success without failure. So there's two very different mindsets there between the employee and the entrepreneur. And the entrepreneurs act fast once they get that inspiration. And that's something I've needed to work on. I definitely don't act fast. I have kind of tried to think through it, but the more I think, the more I start second guessing myself. So as soon as you get that inspiration or that idea or a solution to a problem, you need to act because you tend to have the most breakthroughs and create the most results for your business and the people you are here to serve by acting fast when you feel inspired. And entrepreneurs like breaking the rules. <laughs> As an employee, you know, breaking the rules could mean a negative consequence. Um, but doing th- and doing things differently as an employee kind of tends to be frowned upon. They don't think outside of the box. But entrepreneurs, on the other hand, are interested in doing just the status quo. They're always looking for new ways to do things differently. Um, And like I said, they're afraid or they're not afraid to break the rules. They're going to think outside of the box and find different ways to do different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, it, it just, it makes so much sense when you think about again, school in work, like we are so used to, like we have to do as we're told and we have to follow the rules or the um, corporate guidelines or whatever it is. And when you're in business, like you can join coaching programs, you can purchase courses and they will teach you strategies and teach you roadmaps to follow, you know, take this framework and like, you know, follow it to a T 
your thinking, follow it to a T and you'll get success. And you, you know, quickly find out that that is not the case. Um, I've been faced with that many times where it's like, but I did everything right. It's like, well, yeah, like that's not how it works in business. Um, But we're just, we're just so used to that because again, it's just, it's how we've grown up. It's what we know. And um, yeah, there's just, there's so many, so many things that we just have to unpack. And um, I think it's just fascinating to, to hear about this. Um, So what's number three? Number three um, is employees feel the need to do it all themselves. And entrepreneurs know the power of delegation and the power of building a team and outsourcing. So like I said, employees feel they need to do it themselves. I need to get this done. This is my job. I'm going to get it done. And they don't want to ask for help all the time because it shows a sign of weakness in a sense. Mm -hmm. So employees tend to focus on improving their weaknesses to avoid the pain of someone doing it better or getting that promotion and they not getting that promotion because like they think their promotions at at risk or to avoid some sort of negative consequence and on the other hand entrepreneurs are laser focused only on improving their strengths they know they're not good at everything and they know that they can only operate only in their gifts and their strengths and then they outsource and hire people who are gifted in the places they're not Plus, delegating as an entrepreneur and hiring a team gives us more time to do what we're good at. We can work in our God-given genius zone. We can be the visionary and the CEO for the company that we need to be if we want our business to grow. And I want to ask the listeners a question a minute here. Um, is Is it smart to hire a meal planner for your family? So I want you to think about that a second, especially if you're an entrepreneur. Is it smart to hire a meal planner? Well, it's going to depend. But if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to be way more likely to do it because you see your time so much more valuable than an employee sees their time. And first, you need to know what your hourly rate is. And if you don't know that as a business owner, you definitely need to figure that out. But if we just go off from what you're charging an hour working with someone, we'll use that for an example. So if I'm charging $497 an hour, but I'm spending an hour cooking and preparing a meal and I could be paying someone, you know, $97 to do that a week, I'm losing $397 every hour I spend cooking instead of working my business. So that's kind of how you need to think as an entrepreneur. And you may not have the funds to delegate or hire out an assistant or a virtual assistant right away in the beginning of your business. But I would really like to challenge you with this. You can't afford not to delegate and hire someone to help you with a small, you know, eight to $10 tasks. Because as soon as I hired a social media VA, it freed up so much of my time. I wasn't working in my genius zone. I don't like putting together graphics. And it held me more accountable as the CEO of my business because she was waiting on me to give her instructions and to send the information she needed. And it just helps you have more of that professional CEO mindset 
of ownership of your company when you can start delegating those smaller tasks, especially tasks that aren't in your God-given genius zone. So I would encourage you to take a leap of faith and do it on a small level at first, because when you are working and living out in your own field of excellence, your God-given genius zone, you're going to get so much more done. So those are my top three mindset shifts that need to happen as you transition or you go from the employee mindset to a CEO entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. I love that one that you said about, um, you know, just touching on this idea of like, are you able to ask for help when you need it? Um, and, and looking at delegating and it's like, there's so many ways that we can outsource that we can delegate. Like there's things in our life. Like you said, the, like if you, um, you know, on the, on the topic of food, like you could get your groceries delivered, you could get a meal planning service. Like there's so many ways and that's something in your home. You can do things directly in your business. Like you said, um, you know, someone to design graphics or be a VA or Pinterest or, you know, podcast editing, like there's so many things. And I think, um, that's something that I am, um, working on too, is, is outsourcing more. And I know, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, actually. And for me, it's thinking about like, what would make the most impact right now? Because there are so many things, right? And I think, I think that's a great place to start. Um, like you said, like, is there some sort of small, um, small task that would be very easy to outsource that actually, when you think about it, like that would free up, free up several hours of your time. And then you could do so much more with that time. Yes, for sure. It is definitely beneficial. And I will be honest, I struggled to do it at first. <laughs> but as soon as I did, I was like, oh my goodness, I wish I would have done that sooner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you've, you've shared the three like really big mindset shifts. Um, I'm curious to hear if you, do you see any like common, um, I want to say like pushback or resistance with with doing these things? Like, is there anything that you commonly see um, or maybe that you've just really dealt with in, in making these mindset shifts? You mean like limiting beliefs that pop up or? Yeah. I do, especially for me because it's just been, I mean, I've been an employee for, I don't know how many years of my life. Yeah. So it does take a while to, kind of transition to the CEO mindset, but what has been, been, a, been a very beneficial for me is to get myself in a mastermind, in a program where people are constantly challenging me. So mm -hmm. like I mentioned, when I said I struggled for a few months not hiring a VA, I said, I'm struggling with this. And they were able to encourage me and give me all of the tips and the strategies in order to do that and say, Hey, this is why it's going to help you. And there's always things that pop up. There's always things that I struggle with for sure. But one thing I do is I write down my limiting belief or that negative thought. And I'm like, why am I feeling this way? Is this belief the truth? Mm -hmm. um, is there something out there in the world that contradicts my belief because if it does then it's a false belief and I have to figure out what the true belief is 
and then step into that and start acting like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm glad you you brought up that point because just it it ties back to what you were saying before about um, like the people that you surround yourself with. If you're in a mastermind or even just like if if you're not even in a program yet and you're in a Facebook group with other women and you're you're seeing um, it's like we need evidence of you know as we're coming up against those limiting beliefs and stuff like we need evidence that. Um, that this is, first of all, like I, I remember really, really having to wrap my brain around the fact that like entrepreneurship is a legit like career. You know what I mean? Like this is not a crazy, risky, dicey move. And right. I had to really like sit with it. And, and again, like my, my brain was like grasping for evidence and I was looking around and the more people that I saw doing things that I wanted to do and being successful at it and supporting their family through it. And it was like, okay, yes. like my brain is starting to believe now that this is not, a, you know, cause it's like those yes. limiting beliefs come in because they're trying to protect us. Yes. Like this is dangerous. Do not proceed. And I'm like, right. thank you. No, thank you. Like, exactly. You know? Yes. Our brain sends that message because it's unfamiliar territory and our brain is wired to protect us. It doesn't mm -hmm. know the difference. It's just sending you a message. So it's up to us to put a meaning to that message. Mm -hmm. So whatever meaning we decide to give it is what that message means. So if we're going to give it that meaning, like it's we're in fear or we're afraid, or are we going to give it the meaning of excitement? Like, yes, I need, I need to do this. And then once it becomes more familiar, then that little message goes away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, like you said earlier too, in terms of like mis mistakes and failure, like I was totally, um, you know, straight a, straight a student um, in school. And I very much, um, you know, even, even in the um, chapter of school, like in high school where I was kind of like, oh, I'm not going to try that hard because that's not cool. I still prided myself in like, oh, I could get all A's if I wanted to, but I don't really care. Like, and it was just this, you know, um, it's just the way that we um, interpret, you know, mistakes and failure and, um, it, it's funny too, because literally, you know, as we're recording this, the podcast episode that just came out earlier this week, um, it is episode 46 with Veronica Hodenbaum. We were talking all about like redesign, redefining success and failure. Yeah. And like, like what, what does that mean exactly? Um, it's actually been a theme that like even the sermon that I listened to earlier this week, that was, that was what they were talking about too. And I'm like, Oh, well, how funny is this? Like, this is just the theme of the week because it really does. Um, I mean, it, it determines, it determines everything that we do. If we're thinking that if we move forward and we make a mistake, like it's game over, um, we are not, you know, we, we want to like fiercely protect um, how others see us. And so we're so afraid to like look like we don't know what we're doing when let's be honest, none of us know really what, you know, like we're figuring, <laughs> we're all figuring it out as we go. That, that is what entrepreneurship is. Um, and, you know, changing how you think about that, it just, it allows yeah. you to actually move forward. Like it gives, it gives yourself room 
like wiggle room essentially. Like yeah. it's okay if I'm kind of like taking messy action. That's something that I've totally had to embrace. Like that whole, like you said, um, that clarity comes from action. Like there's a certain point of clarity that you can get. And usually it's that initial inspiration and that's all the clarity you're going to get until you move forward. Right. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to say when something doesn't go my way, I always try to remind myself that I'm either going to get the result that I have been looking for, or I'm going to get the lesson that I needed. Yeah. And detach myself from the outcome, detach myself from the goal, because it doesn't mean anything about me if it doesn't happen or it, whatever the goal or outcome is, it doesn't mean anything about me. I did my best. Detach yeah. myself from that. And then if I don't reach the goal or we made a mistake or it failed, whatever I was trying to do, you know, just ask yourself, well, what can I learn from this? Because there's a lesson that you need to learn in it and then tweak and then keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, I feel like that's really the root of it. It's like, we're so afraid to like make a wrong move and mess things up and somehow mess up the trajectory of our business or um, you know, God's, God's plan for our business. And, and like, we're not that powerful. I don't know if you've heard that, that quote before of like, if you're afraid of messing up God's plan for you, like, remember, you're not that powerful. And I'm like, oh, that yes. is such a good reminder. <laughs> Cause it really is true. And that, like I said, that's really like at the root of it. It's like, I don't want to make the wrong choice. And, um, I actually, I've got it on my shelf behind me. Um, the book, the next right thing by Emily P Freeman. I don't know if you've read that before, mm-hmm. but that is, um, she's also got a podcast too. And I forget, I forget which came first actually, but anyways, they're, they're both amazing. And I I've read the book multiple times. Um, and she, is really speaking to the person who struggles with, I mean, obviously the next right thing um, is the name of the book and, and the person who struggles to make the decisions because they're so caught up in, but what is the right choice? And, and you're making pro and cons list and, you know, you're trying to like think so much again, going back to what you said about employee mindset. And I really have to like sit and think this through and figure out all the potential outcomes and do all of this before I can move forward. Um, and it, it really comes down to, you know, something that I, when I'm in that zone, right. Cause it's something we all, you know, it comes up at different times when I get really stuck in that place, or I see myself starting to go to that place. Um, like you said, remembering that either way, like regardless of the outcome, it's either going to, you know, I'm going to get something similar to what I was hoping for, or it's going to be a lesson. And it's just going to be like, a, um, you know, they always say a stepping stone, but it really is like, it's just going to propel you forward into the next thing because there are so many mistakes. Oh my gosh. There's so many mistakes I've made in my business that I'm like, I am so grateful that that didn't work out the way I thought it was because I needed to just like move forward and put that thing out there, whatever it was and get some feedback and like keep moving forward. And, Mm -hmm. um, often it's like the feedback that you get or, you know, whatever you realize as you try to take action, like there's no way you could have, again, there's no way that you could have, um, come to that conclusion or 
saw that coming, like without just putting yourself out there. And it's so scary, but (laughs) it is, but it's so rewarding too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's like, it's like flexing a muscle. Like I'm sure you've noticed too. It's like the more that you do that and, um, like messy action truly is something that, I mean, I've, I'm in January, it'll be, um, three years in business for me. And that is something that I'm continually reminding myself to embrace is the messy action because it's, it's just so easy to, um, get pulled back into that, you know, that old way of thinking of, I can't make a mistake and it has to be perfect. And I have to get straight A's. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Because I'm being graded on this. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, totally. And we put so much pressure on ourselves too, right? Like we, we want it to be, um, we want it to, to be great. And we have all these big dreams and, um, you know, everyone starts somewhere and, you know, everyone learns through messy action and those, those first couple wobbly steps. Right. And most of the time I found, even though I was like, oh goodness, I messed up or, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I have so many people coming back and thanking me and saying how much they've learned just by listening to the podcast or listening to the Facebook live. And I'm like, oh, you are really listening to me? Oh, I do kind of know what I'm talking about. So once you start doing it, you're going to get feedback from people that actually makes you realize that you can do this and you are inspiring others and making an impact. Yeah, totally. Because I mean, we, I've said this so many times on the show, but we underestimate, um, the gifts that we have, the strengths that we have, the knowledge that we have and, and our insight and everything. And yeah, getting that feedback again from moving forward, getting that feedback is just so, so highly valuable because it does just help you continue to get forward momentum, really, um, you know, having encouragement. And I mean, how true is that? Like when we think like there could be something little that, you know, like I, I laugh at myself for like how, awkwardly I'll say something sometimes and I'll go back and like watch the replay though I'll be beating myself up about it um you know just like oh man I just like went into that pitch super awkward and I'll go back and watch it and I was like okay it wasn't even that bad like it was just me like (laughs) (laughs) yes Yes. I try not to do that because I will pick myself apart. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, and that, that again is the kind of thing where, um, you know, with time, it just, it gets so much easier because, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, I'm only almost three years into business and from year one, Natalie to now, like it's so much easier for me to just like whatever, just roll with it. Like, right. like this is a funny aside, but very much related. And I don't know if you've ever done this, but I remember like when I first started my Facebook group, um, I would actually like, I, I could not roll with, with mistakes. So like I would go live and of course it was a new group and like, there'd maybe be one person watching, like usually it wasn't even anyone watching. I would like fumble over my words and I would end the live. <laughs> I'd be like, nope, like do over. Like, (laughs) yes, I have done that a few times. Yes. 
<laughs> and sometimes like, I mean, sometimes it's still necessary. Like if it's just my daughter's, you know, comes in and needs me and it's like, you know what, I will just come back later. I'll try over. But it, I mean, back then it would just be like over the stupidest mm-hmm. little thing. And I'd just be like, okay, nope. Like, <laughs> Yes, we're definitely hard on ourselves, but and people they need to see that. And yeah. I, when I finally realized that and kind of shifted the mindset about that, is people need to see me making mistakes. They need yeah. to know that my brain goes way too fast and the words don't come out right because that right. encourages them to get over their Im- little imperfections they think that are going to hold them back and just right. do it. Right. Exactly. And when I've had. I've had women make comments um, about about that with me just in, in terms of like, I've got a few women that have been in, you know, in my circle since, since the very beginning. Um, and someone made a comment recently of just how encouraging it is to see, you know, me being me. And I'm like, see, like, those are the best kind of compliments because it really is like, it's just, um, it's, it's a reminder that we're all human mm-hmm. and like, you know, imposter syndrome is something that everyone deals with. And it's, it's the things like that, like the, the realness, the fumbling, the, um, you know, podcast episodes that aren't perfectly edited every, um, and fumble and stuff. Like those are the things that just make people real. And it's, um, it's, it's a natural reaction to want to like, kind of hide behind this facade of like, I'm polished and put together and I know what I'm doing. Um, but you know, for so many reasons, um, it's so much easier to just show up and be yourself. And that's what people want. Like they want the realness and they, they want to, um, they want to be able to relate to you. And that's really what it comes down to is real is relatable. And if you're, if you're painting this image of yourself, of you have things all put together, um, it really is a disconnect. And like, it's this, it's this, um, like protection, like we do it to like protect ourselves, but it kind of like backfires because it's like, but then you're not relatable. Right. Yeah. And I see that transitioning, um, and taking place now before it used to be all those pictures that were flawless on Instagram and all that, yeah. but now people are being more real and vulnerable and that's what the world needs to see. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I mean, that's a huge reason. Like I'm, I'm not on Instagram anymore. Um, I have been a couple of times in my business and maybe I'll go back at some point, but Um, I reached the point in my business where I was like Facebook, like Facebook groups, specifically my group. And I've got a couple other that I love. Um, That's my jam. Like that's where I love to hang out. And I'm just in the season right now of like extreme focus where I'm like, if I'm not going to do Instagram, you know, if I'm not going to like really show up there, like I'm not going to show up at all. I don't even have the app. I don't check it ever. Um, But I know that that is something that I have gotten caught up in so many times. Right. And it's on other platforms too. Like it's not just Instagram. I think that is an extreme example. Um, or I guess just a great example because it is such a visual platform. Mm -hmm. Um, because I actually, you know, when I was a new mom is when I originally deleted the app because I was like, I, I can't handle this like <laughs> as a new mom. Um, and that is not the thing that I need to be doing right now is scrolling through everyone's, um, you know, perfect, perfect highlight reels and, and curated feeds and 
See, there we go. <laughs> Fumbling <laughs> over my words, not editing that out. Um, <laughs> scrolling through their highlight reels and comparing myself because I was also a young mom too. I'm still, I'm relatively young. Um, and so there was just so many things where it's like, you know, that that's not what we need to be doing. Right. Um, and so of course there, there's, there's ways that that shows up in life and in business too, of people want the real, that, that really is what we're craving and we're craving that genuine connection. Um, and I, I love like, like what you were saying about how there's definitely a trend for less edited pictures, more spontaneous selfies, like just, just showing up like this is me. And it's, um, it really is refreshing because like I said, that's really all what we're craving. Right. Yeah, we, we are. And it's a shift in consciousness that's happening, especially through the time we're going through with this world. Yeah, there's a shift happening. A lot of people are feeling it and seeing it and they just want real, raw, vulnerable people that are going to inspire them. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just thinking also like kind of with this train of thought of um, being a CEO, again, something that I have um, thought myself is um this feeling of like being a leader like in this leadership position um as an entrepreneur running your business this this um need to almost like put on i mean again it's just kind of putting on a front of you know if i'm going to be in this leadership position then i've got to i've got to change some things i've got to you know again kind of be more polished um and really I guess the way that I've heard this phrased um, in my community, I've I've heard many women bring up this point is just like being professional and feeling like in order to be professional and be this leader, they have to be polished and not show those type of things, not, not, um, you know, openly share mistakes and things like that. Um, and again, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm just kind of circling back to my same point, but it, it just, I think it's something that we all need to really um, go back to those thoughts that, like you said, like if we're thinking something subconsciously, we so often don't even realize, mm -hmm. realize that we're like putting this expectation on ourselves. Um, and I know at different points in my business where I felt like I was getting momentum and kind of moving up to, you know, up leveling <laughs> the next level in my business. And I would notice myself going to that place of, okay, well, now that I'm here, I need to stop. I, I shouldn't say that. Or, you know, like people will think less of me and I'm like, nope, I'm going to be the same. <laughs> yeah. The same Natalie who yes. fumbles over her words. And right. <laughs> that's still me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I do see that. And I have felt that way myself. Um, I always used to want to come across as professional and always want to have my hair and makeup done. And, and that's not who I'm trying to attract. I'm trying to attract that. I mean, my ideal client is that busy nine to five faith filled career woman that when she gets home, she's tired, she's exhausted. She's throwing her hair up and she's putting sweatpants and a sweatshirt on. So that's how I'm going to show up live because that's just me. I am that person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I want you to know that you can transform and be who God created you to be. Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah, that I mean, and and we all have we all have our own people. We all have people that are totally going to resonate with us. Like this right. is just who I am. And there's people who want someone who is more polished, and you know because that's what resonates with them. And right. you know, to each his own. Right. Um, there, you know that that's the beauty of that, and really owning who you are because the people that that you're really ultimately meant to be connected with are really going to resonate with you when you're just you know, being yourself online, um, Mm -hmm. and showing up in your business. Um, so you mentioned so many incredible points in this conversation, but if there was like one thing that you really want women to remember, um, and take away from this conversation, what would it be? Wow. That's a good question. (laughs) I would say one thing that I really want women to take out of this conversation is to understand that even though you are pushing forward and you're stepping into that role of the entrepreneur, because it's what God has laid on your heart to do, because you have an idea, you have something you want to bring to this world, that your limiting beliefs and your mindset will hold you back, but it's not your fault. Like we've talked through through this whole episode, our learned behavior, our beliefs that were instilled in us through childhood actually kind of are on autopilot now. So you need to just slow down when you have a thought or you have a negative limiting belief that may pop up. You need to slow down and recognize that belief and then challenge that belief. Ask yourself, is that really true? Is there something or someone out there who's already doing what I want to do and being successful at it? Well, if that's the case, then challenge that limiting negative belief that you have. And chances are, most of the time, it's going to be a false belief that's holding you back and you need to recreate a belief that empowers you to move forward and continue to change your mindset. Yes. And mindset is something that can change and you are not the exception to the rule. (laughs) So do not believe everything that you think because it can feel so true. Like, like, yes, they're successful, but I can't do that myself. And it's just this disconnect that we have. So don't believe everything you think. (laughs) Right. Um, So where can the listeners connect with you online if they want to get more of Kristen? Ah, thank you. Yes. Well, I am on Facebook and Instagram. I am more on Facebook. Um, I do not, like Natalie, hang out on Instagram that much, but I do have a presence there that my virtual assistant manages for me. (laughs) (laughs) But I do love hopping on, but the reason I have her manage it is because I don't want to find myself being stuck in that scroll because it is there's a lot of good things on there um so facebook and instagram at kristen duranchi and then um the facebook you can find me at the abundant christian panure okay and then you've got a podcast too right yes i do i do called the abundant christian panure podcast thank you Yes, yes, of course. Um, So I will put all those links in the show notes so that if you want to click on over and connect with Kristen, you can do that. Um, Thank you so much again for being here. I've totally loved this conversation and love talking with you. Yes, this was great. I loved it as well. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time, 